0: Hey all, I'm Kevin Kaufman, one half of The Kevin and Fred Show. This is our podcast and we thank you so much for listening to it, where we bring you real estate information five days a week. On Monday, I interview an expert in the industry. On Tuesday, we bring to you the industry headlines. All of the happenings over the last seven days going on in the industry. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we bring you a segment called i Minute, which is all about the iBuyer space in a short one to two minute format. And on Thursdays, we bring to you our weekly business tip. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Hey guys, Kevin here. Today's business tip is actually gonna be a little bit longer than normal. It's the audio from a webinar uh, Fred and I held with a friend of ours, Craig Rieger, earlier this week for our Facebook group, Next Level Agents. And the subject of this webinar was around numbers and stats in your MLS during the COVID-19 pandemic times and kind of what's really going on, uh, how you can use these numbers to your advantage to help you understand the opportunities in the market, to help your clients understand their opportunities in the market and what can be done. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, Craig is a longtime friend of ours. I've learned a lot from Craig over the years. He runs an amazing business. He also owns a coaching company. You'll hear us talk about that towards the end uh, where he is offering a free, or excuse me, not a free, but a six week webinar series. It's it's virtually free. Uh, It's pretty inexpensive for for a six week coaching program. So if you wanna join there, you can, we'll put the link to that in the show notes here so you can get that off the the show webpage. But um, overall, I thought just the message that he delivered during this webinar around stats and what's going on in the market is super relevant for today. And I hope that you will listen to this, take notes, and then go out and use the information that Craig shared with us today. So enjoy today's episode. I'm just gonna record this. And uh, then let's just go for it. Let's uh, let's let's get going on this. So, Craig, uh, first of all, Craig Rieger, uh, my good friend and someone who I've had the great pleasure to speak with quite a bit over the years about real estate and business and quite a few other things. Um, him and I happened to be chatting recently and just kind of talking about different experiences going on with with COVID and and everyone having to stay home and what's happening in these different markets and. Craig, one of the things that, um, you know, that you and I talked about last week was, you know, you're obviously you're in production. You've got a team that sells a lot of real estate there in Portland, Oregon. You've also, you also run a coaching company. So you're talking to mega agents all around the country. And so I think that gives you a unique perspective, right? And so let me ask you this, like, let's just kick this webinar off with tell me what are you seeing? What's like, what's going on with agents mindsets, both, you know, within your team and, and in your marketplace and for the agents around the country that you guys are coaching?
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good kickoff. I think no other way to say it, then I, I'm kind of surprised, but now, now that we're a few weeks into it, I'm less surprised that mega agents are their mindset has kind of been a shit show, right? Reality is, is I, I think back to a post that was on NLA uh, just to, just about three weeks ago. What's up, Fred? Um, I think back to a post on NLA a few weeks ago, and it was right kind of as the pandemic was hitting in a lot of parts of the country, uh, with the Pacific Northwest being a big part of that, like Washington, Oregon, California were some of the first to uh, stay at home, shut down schools. And there was a post on NLA, and it's like, well, you know, who, who's had a, a transaction fall apart because of COVID-19? And that, that's, I, I haven't looked back on it, but there was at least 100 comments in the first like six hours on it, maybe even 200. And it was all across the board. Right. And, uh, but for the most part, it's like, not yet. And then like five minutes, like crap, I just had my first one. And then there was other agents, like I've had three or I've had four. I thought, and it was across the board. Of course there was agents like celebrating their incredible success. But what I took away from that is that there was a lot of agents having a lot of sale fails. And our team was right in the midst of that. We had six sale fails in you know probably 13 hours and that sucked. Right. It was, it was, Four or five million dollars worth of business, or some luxury in there, and we had that—that six million dollars just—we just had that those six transactions evaporate. And then on top of it, we had another group that was just about to go into escrow. Like, like one of our clients works at Nike, was gonna sell his 1.5 million dollar property on the lake, downsized to 1.2 million. We're doubling the 1.2 million. So there's another four and a half or so million dollars worth of business. And he was literally writing the offer, and he called up and said, Craig, my Nike stock is down 40% in just the last 10 days. He goes, We're gonna punt. We're just gonna hold off. Like our job is secure, and that was a big hit, we're gonna hold off. And so what I, the long answer short is that top producers kind of took it from all sides, right? You've got, many had some, some amount of sale fails. You got this group of people that are about to buy and sell properties and, and a group that's about to list. And, and you're kind of getting hit in all these areas of people being like, mm, I'm gonna pause, I'm gonna hold off. And even for myself, uh, I'm still in production. Um, I, I personally will list a couple of houses a month with my close sphere. I've got a, a team that does the most of it. And when folks were calling me a month ago, I'm like, why don't we just pause? Like, I don't know. Like our schools just shut down. The governor is announcing in four or five days it's stay home. I don't know what that means for industry. And frankly, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if you don't have to sell, I'm going to advise you just to chill out for a week or two or or six months and let's see what happens. Obviously, if you have to sell, you have to sell. But if you don't have to sell, like I don't even know how any of this is going to work. And so what I've seen is that the more production you've consistently been doing over the last year, two years, five years, 10 years, however long you've been in the business, is, is maybe the more you've mentally been broken down over the last two, three, or four weeks. Because frankly, you're just taking a bigger hit. If you sell 13 houses a year, you've maybe had one client or last month Who's like, mm, I'm going to pause or I'm going to terminate. And that hurts. I mean, in scale, that hurts just as bad as, as the the team that sells 100 properties and had 12 people back out. Like, in scale, it's the exact same. But the top producer has taken a lot more punches than the typical agent, frankly, just because they're in touch, they're in contact, they're in relationship, and they're in business with a lot more people. So... My biggest surprise has just been like, wow, these these folks we work with and know they're incredibly confident, have really established businesses, uh, are the ones that, that we're we're talking to now. And it's like they're they're literally just kind of
0: lost. Yeah, man. It's uh we've had a lot of those conversations too with agents, uh, you know, both within our own organization, myself and Fred, uh, other agents we know locally and around the country, and then of course the You know, this all—the reason why we decided to get on and do this webinar today was spurred by the conversation the three of us were having last week about what was going on in business, and you were able to to share some of that stuff with us. So, um, I guess let's do this, Craig. If if you don't mind, you shared an exercise with me around stats because, okay, we've talked about people are are hurt, right? And depending on where you're at, you know, if you're someone who does say 15 deals a year versus 150 deals a year you know, you're feeling it, feeling what's going on, the, the sale fails, as you call them at a different scale. Um, but what do we, like, what do we do now? Okay, great. We've all had the, we've had some sale fails. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't yet, uh, unless they just didn't have any, tr- any pending transactions. Um, but what, do, what do we do now? Like what's our next step forward?
1: Well, I think mindset is a key piece, and I, I don't want to focus or take your, your incredible listeners' time at NLA on, on mindset, because I think there's about 1,000 webinars a day on mindsets. Um, so I think it's getting real with the numbers and knowing what's going on in the market. For my quick pause on mindset, and this was a, a coaching exercise I went through with my team this morning, and I was looking at the, uh, the book Good to Great, and one of the quotes that jumped out at me is, greatness is not a, a, is not a function of circumstances. So we all have got circumstances right now, right? We've got, we've got our team, we've got our family, we've got our pets, we've got stay at homes. Uh, we're doing a webinar in Northern California tomorrow and the only houses that apparently in this particular city that agents are allowed to go inside of are vacant. So that's gonna be an interesting webinar to help agents through that. So greatness is not a function of circumstance. We all have a circumstance right now and let's focus on that, that greatness is not a function of that. We can be great regardless of our circumstances, And then the author goes on to say, greatness, it turns out, is largely a matter of conscious choice and discipline. It's a matter of uh, conscious choice and discipline. So where where I'm challenging my own team and have been for the last five weeks, uh, where I'm challenging our coaching clients is, is what is our conscious choice? What can we focus on? And how disciplined are we going to be around that activity? Uh, for me, when 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 the pandemic started, I, I just went off the grid for a week. I think I might have talked to you guys during that time. I went to our house in Blackview, I was in a pretty negative mindset because of those transactions falling apart, because of those future transactions that were about to come together, that got paused, and I took off for a week and like screw it, I'm out, the game over. And that, that was actually a very challenging thing for me to do because. I felt like my coaching clients needed me. I felt like my coaches needed me. I felt like my team needed me. I felt like more than ever, my my buyers and sellers needed me. And and the first thing I did, not the first, well, first thing I did is melted down in stress. The second thing I did is I I just took that personal time for myself to clear my head and look at what I can control. And, And what I recognized pretty quickly into that exercise is, A, I've got to get my mind right to be able to lead my buyers and sellers right? If my mind isn't in the right place, I cannot leave my buyers and sellers. I was talking with uh, a, a friend of mine, a, a business owner that I respect immensely, Chris Suarez, this morning, who owns multiple brokerages. He uh, uh, has one of the largest expansion networks in the world. Um, and and he, he shared with me, he's like, Craig, it's just fascinating to look kind of group by group, city by city. And and there's some teams are just dominating, right? Look at my friends. I uh, uh, Rust and Shartong in Honolulu, they put 30 homes in escrow in 30 days, as of yesterday. So really, since COVID hit, 30 homes in escrow in 30 days, and there's other folks that 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 historically was sold 10 or 20 properties in the last 30 days, and there are two or three. And Chris commented on that, and he's like, you know, it just comes down to the leader, where their head is at, their mindset, and, and, and and what their function is. So when I took that time off, I started really focusing on the numbers. I've seen a lot of agents even in in, in NLA and certainly just folks around the country that that I follow and they're posting things like, oh, 47 homes sold this week in my MLS or or 450 houses sold this week in my MLS and 290 listings taken. And I see those numbers and I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to share like, look folks, there's activity in my market, yay. And to me, those numbers mean absolutely zero. I mean, they just do like, okay, cool. You had 420 houses sell in Pennsylvania uh, this week in your multiple listing. Good for you. But historically, what does that data mean? What if 30, 40 days ago, there was 2000 homes selling? And so I recognized during that, that, that break that I took to get my mind right, I had to really quickly start understanding what are the numbers today versus a week ago? because that point we're about one week into the pandemic what's happening today in my market compared to exactly what was happening a week ago in my market prior to the pandemic. So those are the numbers you're referencing that, that we went over uh, with, with your team just, just last week. And yeah. If you've got those, pull them up. I
0: yeah, was awesome. going to say, I've got, I've actually got your numbers cause you use these as an illustration for, uh, for us when, when we were talking last week. So I'm going to see if I can share these on my screen real quick here for everyone to see that. There we go. Can you see that Craig?
1: I can. It's awesome. Yeah, this is, you know, it was uh, on the NLA post promoting today. Amanda from my team who's just killing it. Um, I think she mentioned, like, this is the lifeblood of our business or the holy grail of our business. And these are the metrics we're tracking right now. Uh, one, of, one of the uh, uh, members of NLA post today, Craig, be really smart to post uh, or to track um, doors being opened or amount of showings. And I don't disagree with that. Like, whatever it is you want to track in your market, track it. But I think what's most important is track what was happening pre-pandemic versus what's happening now. What you'll see for me is I'm not tracking doors opened. I think it's a great thing to track. I'm not tracking it because in our market, we're, we're, we're seeing properties that five weeks ago, a good price, a well-priced listing brand new to the market would have had 20 showings and five or six offers maybe 25 showings in the first four or five days on the market. And we're seeing that same property now is having five or six showings. Some of them are virtual, some are real in person. And we're still getting two or three offers on that well-priced property. So I'm not as concerned, at least here in Portland, Oregon, about doors opened. I'm concerned about what's happening and how many offers are we seeing. Uh, The other thing I'm not tracking, I'll probably start tracking in the next week or two, Kevin and Freddie's solds. I don't give two rips about sold right now. Sold is a, is a lag metric. Whatever is closing today, I, I think we're on April 14th, whatever's closing today probably went to escrow pre-pandemic. Like, solds to me is, is, a, is a, it's a lag measure. Now, I, I will start tracking solds in the next couple of weeks because as we get deeper into April and going into May, whatever's closing has probably gone into a pending and then finally a closed status in late April and May, and so that's when I'll start caring about those. But my initial thought is, hey, what can I track that's truly showing me what's being listed, what's selling, who's canceling, who's dropping their price? And so we went to price reductions. So just looking at Portland, Oregon numbers, um, I think this is a surge between 250 and 1.5 million for a sales price. And if we look at price reductions pre-pandemic, 314. The next week, 338. Next week, 358. Then there was a lag of 260. I don't know why, uh, and then 349. So that number actually stayed pretty consistent. Not a whole lot i got to stress out or worry about there. Price reductions across the board pre-pandemic up until last week about the same. Then I went to new listings, and here's where I really started scratching my head. 841 pre-pandemic, 849 kind of at the beginning of it in our markets, 847. At this point, schools are starting to close down. Governors just announcing stay at home. A lot of listings hitting the markets. Now we're pretty deep in the pandemic, March 24th through the 30th, 633. That's a pretty sizable drop. And then, of course, last week was 636. And my team will have these numbers out. We actually have our team meeting at 1 o'clock today. And we'll have the last seven days numbers. And if all things stay equal, that number is probably going to be 590 or 600. So we're seeing our listings hitting the market in just five weeks. It's down 25%. I argue that that number is actually greater than 25%. Because historically in my market here in Portland, Oregon, we're going to have more homes hitting the market on April 10th than we are on March 10th, right? It's just that time of year that we're seeing that that bell curve going for listings taken. So when I see listings hitting the markets down 25%, I say, "Mm, if I look at a normal year, that might be down 35 or 40%. So where are we using this? Constantly. Whether you're a brand- new agent, whether, whether you're an agent that sells 12 homes or 300 houses, we have sellers coming at us saying, "Hey, I planned on listing this spring. What do I do, Kevin and Fred? Like maybe I'm going to hold off. Maybe I wait to list my property." We get those calls every single day. We're getting those calls from people we signed contracts with four weeks ago who are doing some touch-up paint, some remodeling, some bark tests, whatever. They're supposed to be hitting the market on, on April 15th. Well, we're going to them, and we're sharing these numbers. Well, Mr. Seller. You can wait till after the pandemic shifts. We don't know when or what that will look like, but here's what I do know. 841, 849, 847, 633, 636. There's less listings hitting the market. Now let's compare that to the pendings. Pendings, 817, 772, 582, 467, 418. So our listings hitting the market is down 25%. Our accepted offers is down 50%. That's a game changer. It's just an absolute game changer. But the good news is, is that seven out of ten listings hitting the market on average are selling every single day. That's not a bad market. It's really not. And for the seller that's considering waiting, like mm, maybe I'll list in May or June. Let's see where this goes. As soon, well, not all of them, but the majority. We show these numbers to the pending numbers specifically: eight seventeen, seven seventy two, five eighty two, four sixty seven, four eighteen. So. Where do you think that's going to show up when we pull our numbers today? What's that 418? If this stays on scale, what would that drop to today, Kevin and Fred? Dude. 360,
2: 380. Somewhere 360, in that ballpark probably. Maybe 350. Yeah. Yeah, awesome.
1: 350. And so we'll ask our sellers when they call us, we'll screenshot this. We'll text it to them. We'll send it to them via email. And, and we'll shoot this over to them. we like, guys, we're – Okay, you're gonna wait. You're gonna wait until 360 ounces sell compared to 418, compared to 467, compared to 682, compared to 770. You're gonna to wait to hit the market until less people are making acceptable offers. Is that your is that your strategy, Mr. Seller? And and the ones that don't want to sell be like, no, I'm not gonna do anything. Like, I'm I'm good. But the group that does want to sell, the group that has a motivation to get somewhere, to do something, to downsize, to upsize, to move closer to family, which we're seeing a tremendous amount of right now. We're seeing people, I call it nesting. They're, they're building their nest because the world is uncertain and they're getting close to their loved ones or they can at least control their housing. That group is, is looking at these numbers and saying, you know what, I'm not going to wait until July, Craig. Get your photographer scheduled. Let's make this happen right now. And then when I compare it to listings taken, it's still not a bad deal. 636 listings taken last week, 418 sold. Seven out of 10 on average hitting the market are still acceptable. So I use these with my buyers and sellers. I'm also using this as a coaching business, specifically with our coaching clients. And I'm making every single one of our coaching clients. I'm wasting, like they're paying a lot of money for that coaching call. I'm quote unquote wasting that coaching call saying, I'm not hanging up with you until you pull these numbers. On average, it takes about 10 minutes to pull these numbers pre-pandemic versus now. And the vast majority of them say, Craig, I've got to go. I'm like, well, hold on, we've got 10, 12 minutes left to our coaching call. You prepaid for this, like we've got lots to cover. They're like, no, I gotta go. Like, I've got to go. I had no idea this was going on in my markets. Because they were so fixated on, as I said, those sale fails or those clients that were about to go uh, pending that chose to, to back out just prior to the offer being accepted. It was like, I've got a lot of people I need to share these numbers with. It was even interesting when you posted this on your page and you said, hey, pull these up for your market. Riggers gonna be doing a webinar on this this upcoming Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And there's people that, that commented, these numbers are scary. And I can see that side of it. But to me, these numbers are, are liberating, they're exciting. We're sending these out with client touches to our database and we've got folks in our database that we did not even know we're considering buying or selling. these are past clients, family and friends that are reaching out to us saying, Craig, overall, it looks like if I should do something, I should do it right now. Do you wanna come over and talk to us about selling our property? We're using this with the, with the seller that's like, mm, maybe I'm gonna wait. We're using it to, to change the mindset of our coaching clients and we're doing it to inform our buyers and sellers.
0: Wow, man, that's huge. Um, if, if, hey, if you don't mind, Craig, can I st- uh, I'm going to stop sharing these numbers here in a moment and um, see, it looks like we've got a few questions coming in, but let me, what are some other thoughts you have? And so like you're talking to these agents, right? Whether they're your coaching clients or, or on your team, um, what, what are some other, like what are some of the conversations you're having for, uh, are, are you having anybody, let me ask you this way, anybody totally resist these numbers when you're like your coaching clients that you're talking to that you're saying, Hey, take 10 minutes right now. Let's pull these numbers. Is anybody resisting that?
1: Not at all because it's, it's, it's pretty uniform across the board. Uh, We've got an agent, a really, really small market, like seven or 800 houses sell a year in this agent's market. And he sells 200 of them. So he's always had a a very significant market share. Um, In fact, I've got his numbers on a board next to me. So in his market, uh, there's 33 listings hitting per week. And there's 26 selling. There's 30, right? It's only 33 hitting a week. 26 of the 33 on average are selling. And that's, uh, that's very similar to, it's down from um, pre-pandemic, it was like 50 properties were hitting a week and, and like 42 were selling. So on scale, he's still in a really good market. But his mindset was so negative, like nothing's selling, everything's stressful. My team's a disaster. I I, I can't believe how many deals I've like had fall apart. I, I don't know what to tell my sellers. And I think of that coaching conversation. I made him pull these numbers live on the, on the call, and he's like, "Wow, like yeah, there is there is a drop of about twenty five percent of listings taken, but still the vast majority of the homes are selling. Like top producers know what to do with these numbers." And they're inspired by them, so I don't see a resistance. I see I see more of a, a liberation. I see wow, I actually finally have something concrete to reach out to my database and share. I actually have something uh, legitimate to to share with my team. That that there's a lot of positivities. Of course, we can bring this over to the buyer side as well. And you know, if we went, You don't have to go back, but if you look back, like our our cancellations in our market is, is up like fifty percent. There's 50% more sellers canceling now. There's 25% less listings hitting the market. Uh, we're seeing that advantageous for our buyers as well. Even though we're still seeing multiple offers, uh, what we're seeing, because there's less buyers out looking, that in our market, if you don't price correctly, you get this surge, a surge of six or seven showings. Previously, you would have had 20 or 30 showings. And if you're not the right price for those six or seven people that come through, you're gone. Like, there's not another six or seven or 10 coming through the next week. Like, it drops to one or two showings. And for that seller that really wants to sell, they have no choice but to lower their price. Is that good for buyers? I would say so. So, I see benefits to all sides of it. Now, we don't, we don't see people resisting these numbers. We just see people that didn't understand prior to going through this exercise that until they knew their numbers, they didn't, really didn't understand the market. We can all post 400 homes sold in my MLS. That doesn't mean. Anything until
0: we see that it was 800 homes pre pandemic, yeah. That man, that's huge. Let me ask this, and I, I know I promised you we'd only go like 25 minutes, Craig, and here we are. Well, uh, we started four or five late approaching that. So, you know, one question I got we, we have is from an agent in Denver where they've like locked down showings, like they're not allowed to do any sort of in person showings. Um, so obviously, that's gonna that can have another impact, if you will, on the stats. What do you say to that person? who is in a market where they've actually got in-person showings totally outlawed. Now, like you mentioned, you're going to have somebody, uh, is it uh, later today or later this week, who they can only show vacant properties, right? So some yeah. other constriction here. Like, do you, how do you ratchet that down if you've got one more layer of complexity, I guess?
1: Yeah, it's, it's challenging times. I'll, I'll go back to that quote, is that the circumstances don't control our greatness, right? I look at somebody that we both admire and, and did a lot of networking with, uh, David Hoffman. Uh, We were in a group with him, a mastermind with him, the, the four of us for many years, and Hoffman posted yesterday that his team sold two homes via virtual showings, basically via the internet photos. Uh, we've sold several homes in our market and our team has, has based on that. Is that more challenging? Absolutely. I look at Seattle where we've got quite a few coaching clients in our business and Seattle had complete lockdown for two weeks. Like you could not show anything whatsoever. They've stopped all construction there. So they've now now said in Seattle that real estate is a, is a necessity, but it's still very challenging to get inside those properties. It's going to be more difficult. And the reality is find the motivated. I'd be sure if I was in that market in Denver, I'd be sharing sure that story my database over and over and over. There's a group of people, it was in Denver, that recent Colorado. Yep. There's a group of people that have to sell their home right now in Denver. There are circumstances that say my home has to sell. And unfortunately my state has said, Hey, you can't go inside my property. I would look at that as a massive benefit to my buyer pool. I would guess that seller is going to a very difficult time getting offers. Now, there's the sellers that don't want to sell. I don't need to focus on them. If, if there's a 1,000 homes in the multiple listing, I'm going to focus on the 25 or 50 or 100 sellers that really want to sell. I won't know who they are, but if my buyer goes out and consistently makes an offer at 15 or 20% under asking, That's an aggressive tactic. My guess is out of, let's just say there's a thousand homes that multiple listing, my guess is that 10% of those sellers really have to sell, maybe 20% really have to sell. They're not going to welcome or love my offer site with with a buyer that's never entered their home. They're not going to love seeing us coming in 20, 30, 40, $50,000 they are asking. But there's a group of them that will be thankful to get that offer that will probably engage with my buyer and want to sell. So I would share with my buyer, this is an opportunity right now to go and make offers sight unseen. And I, I would guess in that market, I could be wrong, I'd guess in that market, they're going to allow you to come through after you have an accepted offer, allow inspectors to come through. So go and make some low offers sight unseen. There's gotta be an opportunity for buyers in that market period. So I might just shift my business for a few weeks from being listing based to buyer based, which is not abnormal in a shift market by the way, uh, and try and find a good deal for a handful of my buyers and get myself a handful of escrows between now and next Tuesday. Do I have to write five or six offers for every buyer? Sure, but I will find the motivated seller in that market period.
0: Yeah, uh, gosh man, this reminds me of a story, Craig, uh, that you told me one time about a guy that bought a bus for his real estate business uh, during a during a big shift and had to f- and focused on on buyers for a period of time, uh, obviously that being you for those of you guys who've missed that uh, i 'll post the uh, the podcast that Craig and I did last year uh, with that story. It was pretty cool just I think it' just speaks to the hey um, what is going on is not going to determine whether or not you can go from good to great or you can be great it 's going to be your mindset it 's going to be the way you look at things and the way you adapt and shift. Um, Speaking of that, Craig, so one of the other things that we talked about last week that um, Fred and I jumped right on, and I, I know you you uh, you said we didn't have to talk about this, but I want to make sure we do talk about it, is you're starting RCC, Reger Coaching and Consulting, is doing a six-week webinar series, right, for what is going on in the moment. Um, will you share with us a little bit about that before we go today?
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's uh, what we're doing a month ago, and everybody in the country is at, at a different place with with the virus, right? But what we're doing a month ago is is so different than what we're doing a week ago. And what we're going to be doing this week, when I see those numbers come out this afternoon for my team, is going to be a really different script than what we did last week. So the first thing I'd go back to that fo- those folks in Colorado that posted that question is what are your numbers, right? Those numbers are going to tell who you need to focus on to get a home in escrow this week. And the numbers are changing constantly. So, you know, those first couple weeks of the pandemic, like how dare us be salespeople. We're just calling and checking in with people and what's going on with you and how can we help you and how can we support you. We had some amazing victories with that. Like we actually had a client that had a vacant home and it was not in the best part of town. And there was people like kind of wandering around his property and Potentially breaking with another client, just lost her job, lost her house. We put them together, and he's letting her stay there for, for free as a caretaker, right? So he's winning. He's got somebody in the house. She's winning because she was homeless because of unfortunate circumstances with her job and life. Like that was the first week or two, was just checking in, connecting people, helping them. Uh, the next week or two was, was a little bit of a panic, um, but it was more of just kind of identifying the numbers of our market and seeing what was happening. Next week or two is, is moving into productivity. Wow, there is some opportunity out here, whether it's for the buyer or seller side, and moving into opportunity and finding the motivated with buyers or sellers. And My guess is the next week or two will be vastly different than what I was doing today. So what we're putting together is a six-week series. uh be about a 45-minute long webinar. Uh, we find we feel it's very affordable. It's going to be $99 per agent for the entire six weeks. Or if you've got an office, this is open to all brands, uh, regardless if you have 500 agents in your office or, 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 or six, uh, we'll, we'll reduce the price to 500 bucks. And we're going to put together a series of what is happening right now in the world of real estate. We'll be able to field those questions like that agent from Colorado to help him or her specific to their market. Uh, But what I want is a real-time, here's what we're seeing, here's what we're doing, here's what our top agents around the country that we coach with are doing to win. Here's how Rustin and Char put 30 deals in escrow in 30 days in the midst of a pandemic in Honolulu. By the way, a city that's been shut down, there's zero travel to it right now. Um, which is a big part of of their economy. Um, Here's what we're seeing, here's what we're doing, and here's what our top agents are doing. We're going to be writing it every single week new to face this moment. What can you take right now to go and win in your market? So these numbers we're going over will be a consistent basis of that, but there'll be a tremendous amount more to, to focus on and to do to find your escrows or find your listings or find your buyers in whatever market we might be facing five weeks from now.
0: Yeah, man. I love that. Like you've uh, like Fred and I are, we've we've already decided like uh, we're attending opening, you know, we're paying, we're having our entire team join uh, because to be able to have real life conversations like this weekly, where it's not something that's kind of scripted and dated and maybe not even relevant, you know, is getting taught to me. Like that's, you know, that's not what we need right now. We need this type of sort of fresh and in the trenches um, content. So we're so appreciative of, of you guys doing this, man. Like, Group 4610 is in for sure.
1: Awesome. Well, we're thankful to have you guys. It's just, I'm, I'm excited. You know, we opened this coaching company a year ago. I've been a, I've been a coach and I've been a, involved in coaching. It's my passion. I sold a lot of businesses to focus on this one business. And then the pandemic hit and I'm like, shit, this is, this is rough timing. And then when I came out of the fog, I'm like, I couldn't be in a better position. There's a lot of folks right now whose mindset, their business, their, their identification of the numbers, their leadership to their team. These are, good, these are great successful leaders and agents and business owners that are a little bit lost. And I really believe this six weeks course is, is going to help folks uh, uh, get into massive production or at least get, get back into production and in confidence uh, for whatever's coming at us.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Hey, hey, Craig, real quick, I just want to share my takeaway. And then there's a question or two around your coaching program as well. But, um, you know, my takeaway today is that I, I've caught myself in the last month or so using language like, I think this is what's happening in the market. We don't really know. Um, I suspect and, and so some of this like kind of vague language because I'm trying to always predict it. But The clarity you gave me last week, and I think you expressed here today, is if we know our numbers, if we're tracking them weekly, we don't have to talk about what we think is happening. We can just share what's actually happening. And that may not seem like a large shift for some people, but that shift from like, well, I think this is what's gonna happen, or we're not real sure how this could affect it. But no, this is exactly how it's affected it week by week over the last five weeks. Now, I don't I can't predict the future, but this is the this is what's happened. These are the shifts week by week. I think just that confidence and that clarity, um, it empowers us. I think it helps our clients uh just really connect to the fact that we're in tune with the market and feel confident around the advice we're giving them. Not that it's just, you know, our our gut feeling, but rather it's based on evidence. So I just want to thank you for that, man. That was some extreme clarity I got from you.
1: Thanks, Fred. We did a webinar in Seattle for a large group of agents last Thursday. And one of the agents private messaged me uh, and, and said, don't you give opinions? Everything you kept saying was data, data, data. And I was like, wow, like I'm probably one of the most opinionated crystal ball profits out there. And right now I said, that's not what my clients need. That's not what my coaching clients need. That's not my buyers or sellers need. Like everyone else is doing that crap. It's like, here's what's happening in our market right now. Here's, here's exactly what it means. And here's the opportunity, good or bad. By the way, I'm giving a lot of people bad news, but the ones that see it as good news and see the opportunity in it are, are going to escrow with my team period. So, yeah, I don't think it's a a time to predict the future. It's a time to show the stats, show the trends, and to let them – our clients are intelligent. They'll make the best decision if we put the numbers in front of them.
2: Yeah. So a couple quick questions, and I think you can handle these or I can jump in too. But somebody asked, is the $99 as an individual, is that for all six weeks or is that $99 a week for six straight weeks?
1: We want to make this very affordable. This is not a profit center for us. Uh, As you guys know, and I'm supposed to be at NLA. I've got my calendar in front of me. Uh, on the 24th Next week. Yeah, I'm so bummed to not be at that. You know, as a, as a coaching business owner, uh, one of the things I do is a tremendous amount of travel, and during that travel, we, we we get people fired up, we get strategies, and then some of them sign up for coaching. So our goal in this is not a profit center. It's to get in front of a whole lot of agents, share some really great strategies. We've got so many more than this number exercise that was just for this call. Make it affordable and help them. Uh, so that's our goal. So yeah, it's $99 for six weeks or $500 for, for any office or even a team, there might be a team of 15 agents. We're not going to charge all 15. We just cap it at 500
2: Cool. And then somebody asked if like, their whole office is joining, is there one link or does everybody get a link? And maybe that's just a question that you can answer from offline, but I just wanted to say that.
1: Yeah, Andrea's had a nice, nice little icon of her name up there. So my guess, she's home with her twin babies. Uh, but that's going to be an Android question. Uh, but the bottom line is it'll be run weekly. It'll run 45 minutes to an hour. And we just want to give some badass up-to-date strategies of how to win right now. We'll work out the technology between now and April 22nd. Andrew's got that handled. I don't know the answer.
2: Love it.
0: Love it. There's a few uh, people that asked about recordings too. Yes, this w- this was recorded and I will send it out to everybody in the next 24 hours.
1: Awesome. Like, yeah.
2: yeah. I was just to say, Craig, there's a lot of comments too about year over year stats. So uh, I know I'm joining your training in a week or so. I'm, I'm excited. I want to talk more about that too, because I think there's some validity to year over year, year over year stats, which people are typing in the comments, but one of the misses with year over year is it doesn't take into account like, well, how, how hot was your market four weeks ago versus, you know, how hot is it today, right? Or what is the temperature of the market today? So I think year over year is good if I could just answer that as an opinion. But I really do like this week by week, pre-pandemic, you know, post-pandemic type stats because it's more of a now conversation. And pretty much we can say this with almost certainty across every market in the U.S. Every market in the U.S. heats up in April over March. Like April is hotter time, more sales more activity, so when you're seeing numbers go down, while most markets are going up which you alluded to in Portland like that's a pretty good sign so I just want to talk my opinion no you're right I mean, whatever
1: like do doors open do your over year, I don't care just just know your numbers if I see one more agent post 400 ounces sold in, in my market I'm, I'm going to scream now if you want to show me 400 ounces sold versus a year ago then, then you've got some validity if you want to show me 400 ounces sold versus five weeks ago 800 sold you've got validity so yeah whatever numbers you want to run but this is an awareness to actually compare real data but I do agree with you right now that the most informative data is is five weeks ago versus today period then if you want to cross-reference what happened a year ago this week for this week that there could be some really cool stats that your buyers and sellers and database need to know about and i'll end it with this is i'll implore people to get this data to their database not just their a b and c pipeline buyers and sellers now get it to your old database Right, which is a big fundamental part of our coaching in the first place because database is where business should come from. Uh, but get it there. You'll be surprised how many people in your database you haven't been communicating with, you didn't realize was a prospective buyer or seller, and they're going to see this data and they're going to reach out to you and they're either going to put themselves on hold for six months or you're going to have a sign-up in your yard in six days based on them showing seeing the trends that you're sending to them consistently.
0: Yeah, I think now more than ever – um, we've got to be there. We've got to be the resource. We've got to be the guide for our clients um, and let them know the truth of, of what's going on. Because there are some people, like you said, like they're just in a position for whatever reason they have to buy or they have to sell. Uh, and for the people who are there, um, it, you know, the, more, the more truth they have, the more data they have, the more armed they are to make a good decision for themselves.
1: Yeah, these are the no bullshit numbers. When I first started presenting this to our coaching clients, I was like, no bullshit. Don't say it's a great time to sell. Don't say it's a great time to buy. Because frankly, you have no idea. Pull up the numbers, look for the opportunity and good and bad. And that's actually how we posted it with our own database. Like we're not going to fluff. We're not going to tell you it's amazing. Here's what's happening. Here's the opportunity we see this week inside the numbers. And our database, it's resonating. And we just set a team goal to put 30 deals in escrow this month. And we're at 14 right now. So we're tracking one a day. I don't know if we'll hit the other 17 or 16 this month, but based on we've been delivering this data for a month, we're amazed at our database, we're not even reaching out to them, we're just giving them the data. They're cheering back with us, well, wow, I need to buy a seller. My sister got laid off. She has equity. She needs to sell it. It's been really powerful.
0: That's awesome. All right, guys, well, we got to run. We already kept Craig a lot later than I promised him that we would. Uh, Guys, if you haven't already, like go to the website now, sign up for how to win in today's market. Uh, Fred and I are signing up for group 4610, all of our agents. And I saw quite a few few of you on here. You will have access to this webinar series because Fred and I believe it's important. Uh, You know that because we've been talking about a lot of this stuff in our meetings and uh, just hearing from Craig last week just helped us realize there's there's even more uh, that we need to be looking at and thinking about. And so we're excited to bring that into our own business. Craig, um, thanks for being here, man. Thanks to you and Andrea and everybody else at RCC and Katie, uh, for doing this free webinar for the next level agents community and, uh, all you guys do for the real estate community, man.
1: Thanks guys. I appreciate you. And I, I love your group. All right. Have a good one.
0: Thanks brother. Talk to you soon guys. Thanks Greg. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your
2: commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them.